Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to the Pleasure and Prosperity Podcast. I'm your host, Laura McPhee, and this show is here to support you in increasing the pleasure, joy, and orgasmic bliss in your life while you prosper in your business, finances, and relationships. If you're a coach, healer, light worker, entrepreneur, seeker, high achiever, or spiritual human on this planet, welcome home. And thank you for all the work that you do in the world. This podcast is here to nourish and feed you all along your journey. You'll receive lots of gold nuggets when I vulnerably share my personal experiences, especially in the bedroom, because sexual energy is powerful, pure, creative, life force energy that created us all. We'll also clear out limiting beliefs that have been holding you back so that you can easily align to your heart's desires and we can all co-create new paradigms and a better world together. It's my intention to create a community of love, support, understanding, and open-hearted communication, as well as repair, as we all walk together on this journey as imperfect human beings here to create amazing, positive ways of change. So if I ever say anything harmful, please share your feedback with me on Instagram at pleasure and prosperity so that I can clean it up and do better. I believe that we deserve to have it all as we rise together serving the world from our overflow and being the change we wish to see. I am so excited to be on this journey with you and to dive into today's episode. Hello loves and welcome back. We have David with us again today and he is intimacy and transformation specialist and spiritual healer. Welcome back, David. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. So excited to continue our conversation. And even before the show, we were like, where do we start? Do we just like kind of continue on? (laughs) So we're going to keep flowing from there, um, which where we had ended previous episodes was our experience with Path of Passion and Shapeshifter Sex. If you haven't listened to those episodes already, definitely go in the show notes to find those or scroll back in the podcast to find the ones with David. They are the most listened to episodes. So we're like, we need to continue this conversation because they're like three to four times more popular than anything else. I'm like, okay, we totally need to keep this going. And we've been getting like really fun reviews privately by people who are like, this is so good. (laughs) So After Pat the Passion, it was kind of left that we'd see each other like at the next coach event. Um, And I was like, probably sooner than that, because I was in travel mode and like my soul's like, it's very likely that I'm going to see you sooner than months and months away. Um, So it was really interesting because like I had mentioned... I don't know, maybe on like one of my first couple episodes that I had had a strong feeling that in this travel adventure, I was going to like meet and connect with my soul king. And like, I was totally on board with flowing with traveling to that. So I obviously didn't say that to you in our first couple days together, because that's kind of like a lot for anyone, even who is kind of spiritual to be like, 
I was getting intuitive hits and downloads that I'm probably going to like stay <laughs> with a potential partner. Um, right. But I think, I think I remember us hinting at that possibility. I right. think something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wasn't as like, I got downloads and I've been preparing for this. <laughs> um, so I was totally available and ready to stay out of Canada and um, continuing my travel because I had kind of gotten those little premonition downloads about it. Um, so after Pat the Passion, I had a couple weeks that I was staying in Denver with a friend, which was super fun. And I ended up puppy sitting for her for about a week. <clears throat> so the way that our schedules lined up was about kind of like to the day that I was supposed to fly back to Canada was the day that you were like available for about a week. And it was like, okay, universe, this is like lining up super perfectly. And then it was literally a consideration of like, am I going to fly to another state to date a guy? <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I think, I think, I think at that point we weren't even that ambitious about the romantic possibility. It was very much like <laughs> we got two weeks. You want to enjoy them? <laughs> mm-hmm. And originally we only had one week because you had time away. Week. Yeah. You had time um, that you weren't going to be on dad duty. And then I think that I ended up staying. Yeah. Cause I extended my trip longer because I thought it was two weeks though. Cause that was, that was uh, how I, I thought it was two weeks. Maybe it was two weeks. I can't imagine that you would have been off duty for two weeks in a row, though. Well, that was that was what was so bizarre about it was mm-hmm. that I actually had the two weeks to like be a, be because um, I didn't I like for that two weeks. I remember uh, I didn't have to take care of Scarlett that whole first while, and it was after, but it was after you extended your trip, mm-hmm. right? Right. Anyway, so for a period of time <laughs> that I'm sure I right. can back my Google calendar to get like the exact details because I am detail oriented like that. Right, right. Um, but I know that for sure we had a two week period from Path the Passion ending and me actually flying in to Portland. And that was so good. Like the expansion that I experienced after our first like night together was amazing like I can literally feel back and remember to like how activated all of my cells felt for pleasure like I literally had a shower and I'm like it's the best shower ever like I could just feel everything at a heightened level and it was just like so 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 good Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and we were totally like flirty text messaging and voice messaging back and forth and like your like your mm's, your moans like would almost bring me to orgasm like my energetic orgasm was so broad online after path of passion (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was so good and a lot of people like don't have that in their realm of capacity where they're like what do you mean you can hear someone moan or like make a mm noise and that just sure. like and I've recorded videos of this where like I had listened to you and I was like enticing you to send me more voice messages because I'm like I'm almost orgasming from like listening to your voice and then that was just the upper right. spiral of all the good things. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good times um so yeah like I know that it was feeling like a soul yes and like we would talk for 
I don't know, like hours at a time in those couple weeks apart. So I felt like not as crazy for doing the thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I know that um, even some like friends in the erotic blueprint worlds like really feel like it was super brave and like it's one of their like more favorite things about me that I just like trust my guidance that I mm-hmm. follow my body I follow my yes and do the super brave courageous thing that not a lot of people would <laughs> buy a plane ticket to go yeah. kind of just like live at your place for a week or two while mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. have a bunch of sex slash date. <laughs> right (laughs) yeah yeah and I also have all the like so I don't want to be like oh I'm like super like feminine extreme I also have the logic pieces where I'm like this is back in 2019 when you could get a hotel (laughs) multiple Airbnbs back when the world was a real place yeah (laughs) (laughs) back when everything was open all the time So I also had all of those like grounded safety pieces, Um, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it was still interesting because I hadn't had other friends in Portland at the time. Like I was literally going to Portland for you and just to take this like massive risk, (laughs) which had the rewards. So it was really good. (laughs) It's always easier, you know, to, to do something like this. And you met me in person. We had sex. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't like those, like, cold cold dates where it's like you're flying somewhere to somebody you've never met to you know like right you know I would not do um, (laughs) and and so you know it's it's a little bit less uh bizarre sounding than some of the other things I hear about (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so I was like mostly excited and I remember like being at dinner with some girlfriends and them being like so excited that I was doing it and also being like I would never do that but Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was just like it's a yes I have to follow my yes yeah yeah for sure for sure mm-hmm. it's a yeah. it's a good moment of of um the rewards that come from a practice of not only saying yes to yourself in one moment but making a practice of learning to say yes to yourself and learning to listen to yourself mm-hmm. over time and then trusting that practice. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, because uh, you know, when you're, when you're just hearing about this kind of thing on Instagram or, you know, <laughs> in a meme, it's easy to be like, oh, if I say yes to myself in any given moment, I could, I'm just becoming a crazy person. Mm-hmm. But, um, and if you have been saying no to yourself for long periods of time and you've been, uh, you know, you're, you're just looking, hoping that there will be a moment you can say yes to yourself. And then you say it inevitably what people tend to find is they tend to find situations that confirm they should have never done it. Mm. Right. Mm. But it's, it's, it's like, yeah, you're, you're getting the reflection back in that moment. A person is getting the reflection back of their relationship to their own trust rather than, you know, like, First, starting with small things like, am I going to yes. say yes to eating out tonight? Am I going to say yes to, to, you know, staying in when I don't want to go out? Am I going to say mm-hmm. yes to taking the job that maybe pays less, but feels good? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that's actually kind of a big decision, right? You know, but like yeah. learning to, to say yes to yourself uh, consistently over time and then knowing 
without feeling like you're like grinding your teeth, jumping into the blue, being like, no, mm -hmm. this is a yes for me. And I'm following yeah. that faith. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, to me, it's a good example to sort of like bring in the like spiritual manifestation world a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's a good example of how to follow that quality in a grounded way where yeah. like, and you know, like it's always a little bit ungrounded when you're like, we, but, you know, like, <laughs> but, um, but being like, no, I know who I am. I know my feelings. I know I'm not hiding from any little shadows going on in me. I know I'm saying yes to something that might not make logical sense, but feels right in my, my heart, in my vibrational field, like, yeah, that kind of thing. Yes. I a hundred percent agree with that. And I love that you brought up the like quitting your job thing. Cause I did quit corporate world when it seemed insane to people and all the things. And mm -hmm. I had that experience since 2015 when I decided to quit my job. And then I have had all these experiences in big and small ways year after year after year that right. have created a really deep sense in me where I can feel the difference between my soul. Yes. And my humans a little bit nervous to like do the thing. And I need to like do whatever healing works coming up around that and just like be brave and do the thing and book the ticket or say yes to the speaking gig or whatever exactly. experience exactly. it is. Yeah. And, you know, uh, for anybody who's thinking about living life a little bit more like this, it's a practice. It doesn't happen all at once. And, and it's not, it's not, it's never perfect. Right. You know, we always, are refining that being like, Oh yeah, I said yes to that thing. And it did feel mostly good, but I can see this piece of how I wasn't grounded. And so that manifested, and, you know, like this is, it's not something that uh, if you do this long enough, it doesn't become magical. Right. Or at least not like that. Right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't uh, you don't get to stop being responsible for it. Mm -hmm. Right. But uh, it works really good for actually manifesting, you know, positive loving beautiful experiences <laughs> yes and I love that you brought up the piece around reflection because I tell my clients that all the time like your hindsight's 2020 so let yourself right. actually have the space and time to feel into okay now that I have this evidence of how this worked well how this didn't like instead of calling it a failure how about we learn the lesson from it right. and celebrate it and then go back to, okay, so now that you can go back to that moment of decision where you decided that was a yes or a no for you, how mm -hmm. does this feel? Like when you look back at it, can you feel the difference between these multiple times where it felt like a yes and things did flow well and things felt really good for you and times where you might've done it actually out of scarcity or fear of missing out or an unconscious belief system that was running that you weren't aware of and now it's to the surface so you got to heal it. Yay. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, one of the, one of the things that helped me a lot when I first began my own path of spiritual understanding and energy fields and manifestation mm -hmm. was treating it like, uh, and it's a little more complex than this in the actual energetic medicine of it, but um, it treating it like it's a film projector, mm -hmm. and um, you are your vision, the thing that you are praying for, the thing that you're trying to manifest, is the movie that you're trying to play through that film projector. Mm -hmm. but you also have other smudges on the lens, right? And there's many lenses and right. you've got to clean all of those lenses and you've got to get all this. And really those smudges are like little other movies trying to play. <laughs> right? And yeah. so as you do the work, 
the, the, the vision becomes more what you're, you're manifesting, but you'll continually find little, oh yeah, I can see that other piece came through or mm-hmm. I've got to clean that one. And then, then uh, through that, that practice and that method, you become more attuned. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And also the more that you listen to your body and just like have a better relationship with your body, with your intuition, with checking in, like the more frequently you do that, the easier, quicker, more pleasurable, faster it'll be to notice when things feel off because you're yeah. in your body, you're noticing these differences and yeah. you're tuned into it. You don't have to like wait for a two by four brick for the universe to be like, don't do this thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and, um, I'm saying this, you know, like certainly it's fun to talk about the spiritual uh, energy medicine of it all, but you know, uh, there's a kinky sex podcast moment here too. So, like for those folks who are looking for partners, who are looking for to to be met, mm-hmm. right? Recognize that it's a practice, and uh, both you and I, Laura, are people who are examples of people who did not necessarily start with like clean, easy karma around intimacy. Right. And then through our work, we were able to become available to manifesting lots of things, but certainly each other. Yeah, right? definitely. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's, it's worth that, that effort. Yes. A hundred percent. And I love that you brought up that because I tend to have a lot of single clients who are female, bodied humans who are desiring this. And they're like, well, I have all of these negative experiences. I literally was having a call the other day with a client who's like, I still can't get over all my parents at, like shit, like that they brought up all these things. And I've heard this so many times where it's like, they didn't get quote proper, the right upbringing they saw unhealthy or toxic or abusive experiences with their parents. Mm-hmm. I a hundred percent relate. I had negative, toxic, not great, and codependent as fuck experiences with men in my world and doing all of this work day after day. Like you can definitely definitely take breaks. You don't have to like be a super seeker like me and be like, I'm devoting my entire life to these things because my soul is here to be a relationship coach. Um, But yeah, it's like little wins over time and you get to keep allowing it to be better and better. And if you haven't listened to like my first and second episode where I talk about like my kind of relationship journey, um, Mm -hmm. that's really supportive for a lot of women who really need to hear like, oh, look, Laura couldn't orgasm. And now she's at this capacity. Laura had really shitty, (laughs) not great experiences and asshole experiences with men. And then over time she did her work and got her first coach slash healer boyfriend. And then she did even more work and devoted herself to this even deeper and then got this. So I like to give that to my clients who sign up for the deep work that there's like the carrot where it's like, it gets to be so much better. Like you doing the inner work that your heart, soul, mind, body is guiding you to do has incredible, like mind blowing your human brain can't currently fathom the level of love bliss connection intimacy passion pleasure that's on the other side of doing this work and if you're called to listening to this podcast and doing this work in any way yay because you're literally being guided to the thing that you're desiring on the other side so celebrating everyone listening (laughs) and i want to bring in one more piece to that because both it's a beautiful piece that i think lots of people need here but it's also something that i need to hear Mm. um 
one of the things that's very tempting in and very very difficult to work with in the modern world, mm-hmm. right? Between the way the internet algorithms work and online dating works and culture is in general right now, mm-hmm. is there is there's a lot of bitterness between the genders. There's a lot of, of uh, war between genders right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to, to, to affirm any kind of thought that you have, any kind of thought form that you engage yourself with that has the vibration of bitterness, no matter how justified it is, no matter how fair it is, mm-hmm. will drag you into that vibration, right? Right. And the one that, that I see sort of the most commonly from my lens in the public sphere is the, the trope of why do men or why, you know, like, mm-hmm. like screw men in some way. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, it's very sad and it's very painful for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. And I want to use something in my own life that is an example of how to actually alchemize the the stuff inside us to actually healing ourselves it's not related to the to the to the screw men thing but it's on my in my personal life a version of that Mm -hmm. i recently had a lover who um i met was a a charming interesting super sexy uh person who we had a really really strong chemistry between us and we got together super fast And it was really strong. And she herself carried a lot of that, uh, you know, screw men kind of stuff. Right. And um, she thought for a time that she could be a really permanent fixture in my life. And then she realized she couldn't. And she decided she just wanted to be friends and maybe lovers. And then she went home and in her own process, her own difficulties, she projected all kinds of negative stuff on me. And I was very hurt. It hurt a lot. I was in a lot of pain and I was very mad. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, I still have some of that anger. I'm still frustrated and it still hurts. Mm -hmm. And the, I could go into the bitter thinking. I could go into women's soccer. I, you know, I don't want to date him, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And um, the reality though, is if I go in or, inwards and listen to what spirit is telling me and listen to the guidance, the lesson that comes through in that. I'm like, yeah, but you know what this really is. This really is a perfect reflection of the bitterness that I still carry from my divorce. Right. And so I could be mad at her. I could be mad about what happens to me and her mistreatment of me. I could take that negative experience and smear it on future possibilities. But the truth is underneath that, that this came into my life because I am carrying a seed of bitterness that I'm not letting go of. Right. right? Yeah. And if I, if I look at my life and I am trying to date, waiting for the universe to give me something different, Mm -hmm. it'll give me another person like this so that I do my work. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that's a pathway, right. And it'll, it'll always lead you wrong. Right. But if you listen and say, even though I didn't deserve it, even though it wasn't fair, even though I'm better than this, whatever that means. Right. Whether it's true or not. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. whatever, this is coming to try and teach me something about my own heart, about my own thinking, about my own being. And if you take even the unfair experiences that happen in your life, and instead of treating them as victimizations, but instead treat them as lessons for you to grow and heal your own thinking in your own heart, you will have much more success and you will be able to, instead of being stuck in one place, you'll begin to, to manifest better and better, higher vibrational relationships. And it's just, I've had so many experiences in my life that show that to me, both in the positive of like, like you and I, and like making a good connection happen in that way. And the negative of like, oops, I didn't do the practice. And so I got, I got, yeah, played stupid games and I won stupid prizes. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And, and I just want to put that out there. Cause I think that it's very hard. Um, and I am thinking of women right now. I think it's very hard for women to uh, not feel frustrated and embittered by the world at large these days, mm-hmm. but um, and, you know, if that's where you feel compelled and you don't and you, you're pissed off at my words, just hearing this and you're like, but men are shitheads or whatever. OK, <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to steal that from you. I'm not going to say you're a bad person for doing it. But there's another path. And I affirm that that path has led me on a much better way. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And like even after our first time together when we then went into the pandemic world and I went into like virtual dating and then when it was like completely like I'm so grateful for being in a rural area where we're just like oh cool like COVID didn't exist here for weeks at a time early on which was great um I definitely had like some weird dating experiences where it's like okay cool like this is coming up for me to heal things at different levels and different stuff like Mm -hmm. you don't have to have a super awakened like coach, healer, partner, person to have extraordinary experiences, which I also had during that time and experiences that weren't necessarily so great that brought up stuff that it was my opportunity to heal. And I view the world like that instead of like blaming or going into a victim mentality. I'm like, okay, I co-created this. So what is this reflecting in me? Where can I do the healing work around this that I get to experience what I am desiring on the other side of doing this work? Totally, totally. And, you know, to sort of put a cap on that thought, it's good for us on every level to, in in the healing of our bitterness, to recognize that the personal experience is not the political experience right? You can have the political uh, opinion of these are things that need to be changed in our society so that people can be, have better lives and uh, be more uh, equanimous or wh- whatever it is that your values are. And you can Try still have an amazing experience of human life. <laughs> right. And, and you can have a personal experience of, and I choose to take on whatever manifests in my sphere as my spiritual path and lesson. And you can separate those two things and you're not less political for having done so. And you're not less spiritual for having done so. Right. Yeah, definitely. I love my like little corner of the internet and the world and life. And then I like go outside the bubble and I'm like, whoa, the rest of the world is so different. We get to like help them, totally. <laughs> support totally. them and totally. do all this amazing work that our souls have signed up for. So yeah, I love that. Um, so I want to like drop back into the piece around trusting our bodies. Cause I also know that in different online communities and stuff, they're like, if it's not a hell yes, 
all the time, hundred percent. And you're like, never nervous about it. Never like there's sometimes a piece where people don't venture outside their comfort zone because yeah. they're afraid. Like the second they yeah. feel a little bit of fear, the second they have a doubtful thought, the second they have a like nervous feeling, they're like, this yeah. is now a hell no. And it was always a hell no. And they're just like in this downward spiral of like second guessing themselves and being stuck and not really moving forward and things and just being like very timid Total. and nervous about stuff. Total. So I want to like differentiate that because the more safety you can bring to your own body, the more internal work you can do, the more connection you can do to your body, the like deeper understanding you'll have of those different feelings and the different experiences, because I'm definitely not saying push past your window of tolerance and re-traumatize yourself and go into like a crazy experience. That is not what I'm advocating for at all. But I could feel in my body that this was a yes, it was good for me. And the like yeah. the night before <laughs> my actual flight, where I think I was waking up at like three in the morning to have like a five o'clock flight or something. Um, I was so nervous and I was like body revealing to my friend and I'm like, I am so nervous. Like I have butterflies. I'm nervous and excited. I think I even like told you that I was like really nervous about it. Like I did all the things that I could in my tool belt to like support my parts. And then I was like, I also need community here. Like I totally need outside people to help soothe these parts that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm really doing this thing. Like I'm hours away from actually doing this thing and I'm kind of nervous about it. Totally. It's a good example of like letting your soul lead and then also being present with your feelings in your body without letting them be in charge, you know? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. A hundred percent. And in doing so, my body feels more safe for future endeavors, adventures, exciting experiences, because it knows exactly. that, okay, if a like scared part comes up in the moment I can be present to myself I can feel into it I can shake it out I can dance to it I can body reveal to people I can say I'm having some anxiety about actually doing this like really brave thing um because I think that there's sometimes in the pretty picture Instagram social media stage where people just show their after all the time and they don't necessarily share like oh yeah in the moment I was fearful like there's not a place where you're never going to have a fearful thought again. Like there's never a place. And like, I'm working with the highest levels of mentors that I can in this world who are like multimillionaires who are like doing this work and I've done this work for fucking decades. Like, and even them are telling me like, you do it with the fear. Like the fear gets to be on the bus, but it's not driving the bus. (laughs) Yeah. And it's actually usually a pretty good indicator of a person who's not grounded and not in a safe place if they have no fear Mm -hmm. because because having fears is like the human ego is designed to to be like what if what if and if it's if you're not if you're actively not hearing that at all Mm. either you're totally enlightened you don't need this podcast or (laughs) right like like right or you're disconnecting from those voices in you right right? Mm -hmm. and um you know you never want fear in charge, but fear is also, uh, can, can be a, a certain kinds of fear can be a good advisor, mm-hmm. right? Like, it be, like, you know, that, that voice that's like, um, you know, I don't, I don't maybe know what I'm doing here. Maybe I should seek support, you know, like, right. you know, it's just, you don't want to let fear, uh, keep you from your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. 
And again, it was back like 2019 era where I was like, right, right. I know at a moment's notice, worst case scenario, I could just get a hotel room. Like that was yeah. the worst case scenario. So I'm like, I can do yeah. that. I can hold that. I'm willing to hold. Okay. We like meet in person and it actually wasn't as great as we thought. And right. I immediately go to a hotel and book another flight. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And, 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 and having the, the, the clarity of like, yeah, it like, if this goes wrong, this is my plan. Like yeah. you should absolutely have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to make a small note here for just because um, our previous podcasts have had more uh, association with kink and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. One of the things that comes up in the kink online world in particular Mm -hmm. is the idea of moving to um, or moving in with the Dom. Mm -hmm. And um, I've known both success and failure stories personally, right? Not, not in my personal life, but like met submissives who have both succeeded doing that and failed doing that. Right. And um, one of the things that I have seen in almost every submissive who has had a failure story um, is the quality of like, they didn't really vet him hard enough or didn't, uh, uh, they didn't uh, push that, do I, like, is it trustworthy hard enough? Right. One of the things that I know about, particularly when it comes to manifesting these kinds of relationships, particularly with long distance stuff, if, if the person is a, a person worth trusting, you can test them, but right? it, it is totally fine to test them. And, you know, I mean, don't, don't go too nuts. Like, don't listen to Cosmo about that, but like, you know, <laughs> like, like um, but you know, like, like pushing. And if you start to get weird red flags, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's okay to be like, well, maybe it's not what I thought it was. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And any good dominant, any good lover, this isn't re- exclusive to kink, um, who, who uh, if you're taking a large risk for them, mm-hmm. they will, will be aware of that and they'll be generous about it, yeah. right? They're not, go- they're not going to judge you if you're like, hey, instead of moving in, could I visit first? Instead of just visiting for, mm-hmm. you know, a, a weekend, could we voice call first you know like you can if you if you ask for to break it down into smaller steps any uh decent person will recognize (laughs) that you're taking a risk yeah definitely and you can talk about those things and i so i'm just saying all that because um i you know in all the spiritual manifestation stuff uh and particularly with the kind of unique deep longing that comes from uh, uh, kinky desires that we've maybe had a lot of shame around. It can feel like this is my last chance, Mm. right? Mm. And if I test him, if I challenge him or I push him, then I might lose my only chance. Right. And it's a very sweet place to feel that, like that worry and that, that, like that thing. Mm. It is not your last chance. Right. No matter what the voices feel like, no matter how long it's been, this is not your last chance. And it is totally possible to meet somebody who will always be available in that way, in terms of like helping you stay safe, being like going lower key because mm-hmm. good dominants who really want that kind of connection with you, they're not going to try and they're not rushing to the end. Right. Anyways, I just wanted to say that just because of the context of, of, yeah. of all of this. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. I might have said stuff like that before, but it's so important. <laughs> it is. And sometimes people jump in at a current episode and aren't going to go back to watch all the previous ones, yeah. which you don't have to. It's not yeah. a requirement for any of my good girls out there who are like, oh, I should. It's like, no, you can consume the podcast, whoever your yeah. heart is desiring. <laughs> and, and and frankly, I'm, I still am thinking of a couple of submissives who I've met who uh, their situation breaks my heart because they're mm. either deeply wounded or still trapped in situations mm. because of trusting the wrong dom right. um yeah and so i'm just i uh, i'm it, you know it is it is still possible for bad things to happen if you don't listen right <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and especially in a dom sub relationship and also just yeah. in normal experiences because we do yes. live in an online world where I've had multiple people know that <laughs> I've shared that I've had international long distance and multiple other long distance where people are yeah. like, can I pick your brain? I have some questions and I'm more than happy to do that. Now I have a podcast I can totally. refer them to. Totally. Um, but yeah. And like, all, this, all this stuff we said about spiritual manifestation and the, the higher vibration, the pieces of it. Mm-hmm. is not in any conflict with what I just said. And if it's still, if those two f- things feel weird and like, how could those both be true? That's just the work, right? Do more of the work because those two pieces will not feel incongruous once, once you're at the, that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So to give people the little bit of backstory, like we had met in person at Path of Passion, basically like the first day of it, mm-hmm. I had been, um, literally introduced by a close friend of mine who I trusted. You had had multiple experiences with many other erotic blueprint coaches in the world as yeah. well, who all gave you like raving reviews, amazing feedback. Right. Like I only heard amazing things from you by everyone in that community that it was connected to. Right. I exactly. literally was in person with you for three days. We had an incredible experience that night and the next morning, like there weren't any ever red flags and then we texted and then we had video calls and we had voice messaging back and forth for two weeks and like all of those things because I definitely Mm -hmm. was putting you through those filters of like if weird stuff shows up I'm totally not going to do this and it was weird for me because I'm like okay like this is a deeper version of the sex coaching erotic world so you being a like quote pro dom and introduced <laughs> to me is that there was parts of me that were like kind of nervous about that and what was I stepping into and what was going to be happening. And I had those curious parts and I advocate for myself. I ask questions, I'm direct and I've built right. that over time. I used to be such a people pleaser and I'd be quiet and I wouldn't speak up even if my throat was like getting sore to the point of like, you need to speak up for yourself. Like I've done years and years and years and like infinite levels of throat chakra work and work around these pieces where I've been able to create safe spaces for myself and ensure that I can speak up around anything feeling a little bit off and we do that to this day still like if I (laughs) am like I have anxiety in my chest like we'll talk about it and like we have that level of communication and I want other people to know that that exists like in partnership in friendship in any type of dynamic you have with someone you can have those experiences and I typically label it like checking in where I'm like hey let's check in where Mm -hmm. in my world how I've set it up with friends teammates lovers partners anyone in my world it's like, I love our relationship. I desire it to be better. So I'm going to be brave and courageous and share what's coming up for me. 
with the intention that this will better our relationship, that it'll deepen it, that it'll expand and grow. And I know that sometimes we have like the negative voices in our brains that are like, no, if I say this thing, then they won't love me. Then they're going to reject me or abandon me. That's our work to do. Cause Hey loves, I have so many rejection abandonment shit for my daddy issues. Like I'm not without those. And I'm able to notify those parts in me that like freak out around that. Like you're safe. We're good. We can like address the healing stuff that's coming up around this. And the people in my world know what's up for me in the moments, especially when there's big moments, like (laughs) committing to a plane ticket. (laughs) Yeah. If it feels scary and hard to say, but it's honest and something that's going on in you, then that's probably the thing you need to say the most. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. right 100% and the more I've done that with people who are healthy the safer it's felt in my body the more evidence I've had that me sharing those things is welcomed it's appreciated it's loved it makes it safer and because we are sex coaches when I say no you can trust my yes if you say yeah. yes all the time you can't trust And I've like, I, my previous lover before you, like he was amazing and such a sweet man and such a people pleaser. And Mm -hmm. I would literally have to like, stop what we're doing and be like, I'm okay. If we do this, 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 or this, like, what do you want to do in this? Cause otherwise he would just go along with whatever. And I'm like, Oh, this is how other people perceived me when I was a people pleaser and they didn't like stop to check in but that was when I was with unhealthy or toxic people or not Mm -hmm. great experiences that they were more than fine to bulldoze me and for me to just be the yes person who would go along with whatever they wanted because they didn't have the bandwidth or capacity (laughs) at all to like (laughs) venture that a woman wanted to do something potentially different than them in the moment (laughs) oh totally and um I, I think we've mentioned before the concept of, of the fences and the children in the playground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but it, it just, it applies over and over and over boundaries actually open more possibility mm-hmm. rather than lessen it. Mm-hmm. If I'm reading an ad for a submissive and it says, I want you to do anything you want to me. And I'd have almost no limits. Then I immediately know that this person barely knows who they are. Right. Right or is afraid to express it with me. Right. And I can do almost nothing with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, because, because at like, I'll, I, I, with a person like that, I'm going to mostly be working on basics and basics. Isn't just going to be like maybe a little bit of like basic BDSM, but it's mostly going to be like boundaries talking to them. Like, you yeah. know, it's, it's like, that's where I'm starting because if I see somebody and they're like, I want you know, I know that I'm open to total power exchange and I have these kinds of limits and this is this kind of style of submission that I want. And like, they can articulate Mm -hmm. what their longing is. This is really good. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, I can work with this. And, you know, in particularly in the case of a DS dynamic, um, it can be hard to differentiate between somebody controlling the outcome versus somebody being clear with their intentions and boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's totally possible to make yourself available while still remaining open to possibility. I think a lot of people who have um, the kind of erotic experience where they want 
to be taken on an adventure. They want to be led rather than be the leader. They often feel uncomfortable stating boundaries because they're like, well, but if I state boundaries, where's the adventure, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, it certainly this applies in DS relationships, but it applies in all relationships where somebody's wanting to be the follower, right? right? And when you want to be the follower, what you can do to be empowered is you can talk about the ways in which you can follow the ways like, and say like, I can't do these things. If you do these things with me, I'll lose trust and I'll clam up and I won't be available. If you, you know, I'm open to these things. These things excite me. These are the qualities I like. Mm -hmm. And you can say all that without controlling the outcome of the experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I love that you brought that up. And it's interesting because when we first got together, I like went on FetLife because Portland had all the like Fet community and munches and stuff. So I wanted to like be in that world and like see all the things you were talking about. Um, But it's interesting because in creating my profile more after our like first round of relationship ended um it was interesting because you can put like hard limits and stuff on that and I knew what my hard limits were and when I check at least other male profiles it'd mostly just be like what they're into there would rarely be hard limits and like mm-hmm. one of my hard limits is like hair pulling and stuff I'm like no like if you want to like pull my hair all the fucking day long I'm like no <laughs> And that's not a typical limit for people, but I'm like, no, I have thin hair. I'm super sensitive. It's a no for me. And if that's such a yes for someone else, I'm not an energetic match to them. And that's something that I've gained in myself over time. Like in middle school, I like was basically a ball of putty. Like anyone who wanted to date me, I would learn all of their favorite songs. I'd listen to bands I hated. I would like watch the TV episodes. Like I would basically try to like be a mimic of them so that I would be the quote, perfect girl or whatever, perfect girlfriend, perfect, whatever. So like I went from that extreme of like, I'll let go of all my boundaries, all the things that I like to do with my time, all of my hobbies, like I'll drop all of that to be whatever your perfect girl is. Mm -hmm. To being like, no, like I'm very clear in who I am. I'm an amazing fucking human being. Like (laughs) it is drastically different the level of confidence and self-esteem and self-love and all of those pieces I had, but I've built that over time. I did not have that as a framework before. I was not like raised to have this. So Mm -hmm. I want to like put that in anyone's ear for anyone who's like, I'm so far from that, like seeding that you listening to this podcast is an amazing step forward and you Mm -hmm. choosing you and having those strong boundaries and being like if I'm not the energetic match for someone who's for me a hair puller (laughs) like it's like yeah no big deal there's an abundance like there's more people like there's billions of people out here yeah Yeah. where you get to like be yourself and honor your boundaries and what your hard limits are and what your yeses are and you can have that as a partner exactly and even for folks who have a desire to be um, malleable and to change for their partners, right? Who, like that are like, I want to change for her or him, right? I want to become available to my partner in that way. These things still remain true. The, having a healthy sense of self and what your limits are, whether or not it's a hard limit because you don't like it. Well, and you know, like for some people, their the limits are like, oh, I really don't like doing that thing. And some people like, it's like, well, I don't want to be limited to just what I 
don't like because then I feel like I'm in charge. And even for a person like that who has that strong submissive streak, who it's like, I want to be open and available to my partner um, the way they want me to be, mm-hmm. it still is valuable to know. Oh, but like, like for instance, if, just using your limit as an example, mm-hmm. it's like if that's the way it is for you, you can know that about yourself. It's like if you pull my hair, I'm going to lose connection. I'm going to lose trust. I'm, and that's, I can't change that. It's part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's valuable because none of us are blank slates. None of us can just become whatever partners want. And ultimately, nobody wants that, mm-hmm. right? We want to engage with other human beings and human beings have limits. Yeah. The, the idea of somebody remolding themselves completely for me is, uh, you know, it's cute in theory and in practice, there's not, there isn't a person there, but the idea of somebody with a beating, loving heart who is, uh, you know, has their own deep inner world, them bending for me. Now that's incredibly erotic, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's (laughs) super beautiful and sexy. Right. And, uh, you know, cause I, I'm on the other side of slashes. That's what I like, right? um, (laughs) And, like for me, I, I don't find any beauty in the idea of some like nubile young 20 year old who's just going to become my personally crafted sex slave. Like it's like, mm-hmm. no, that, that's, that's a book and not a very good one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, but knowing a person who is, who is a whole human being and them making that devotional sacrifice for me, mm-hmm. like, opening themselves and making themselves available to me, but as a whole person, mm-hmm. I can't, it's an audio thing. You can't see my chef's kiss, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's for me, that's where the real reward is. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that just again, to be um, affirming for folks who are confused about their own submission desires, right? It's like, if you have that, still get your boundaries in order, still get to know who you are, still learn to express and negotiate what your limits are. And it is totally okay to say, you know, I don't think I'd ever be open for this. And, you know, I'm open to changing my mind if you prove to me that it's totally safe and that I can say no. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Like that I can try it and say no. Right. Yeah. Those kinds of that kind of flexibility is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I'm like, we can also totally tease that in our relationship dynamic. I knew that you are a poly person. And mm-hmm. for like a long term connection with that to work, that was going to be a place that I could expand. And it was on my radar because I want to say like, 2016 I had read the book the truth by Neil Strauss so I was like interested and his journey was like going through all these different relationship dynamics and sexual experiences and then he came to the end of like desiring monogamy and I'm like interesting like I would love to stop being like my dad cheated on us and instead separate that to be like my dad cheated on my mother (laughs) and all those different pieces where I just like had this very stiff hard construct around loyalty around monogamy around like just so much stuff it was just like crazy how many limiting beliefs there were 
And that was a yes for me. That was like, I was open to exploring it. And I was actually excited to like get yeah. more into that world, especially since a lot of people in the erotic blue community are poly people. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah. that was the place. If you want to change a lot of unconscious belief systems real fast, become poly. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so we can like tease that for potential future episodes, like talking about Polly and that experience and all the things and like me going deeper into submission and me exploring what parts of that feel good for me. And I'm also like, I'm aware that in human design and that system, I'm a reflector in human design. So all my centers are open. I can be kind of like a chameleon in different areas. So I have a strong sense of who I am and I'm also very especially in like the first stage because I'm a 6-2 reflector so up until 30 was very much like try on different hats experience different things like have all of these different travel experiences and adventures and all this stuff to like get a deeper sense of who I am and like having a bigger taste of the buffet of life so that I can be like grounded in mm -hmm. what I do desire for my next stage which is the 30 to 50 year stage in my world um yeah. and like that was an amazing experience getting to explore where my yeses and nos were in deeper submission and in the MS dynamic and all of those pieces. So we can definitely go into more of that fun conversation stuff in future episodes yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we were going to, we, 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 uh, we had so much uh, to talk about in the inner world pieces of just getting between path to passion and uh this but it's all yes. it's important because even though it's not like we sat here and talked about every piece of this all of this was important for mm -hmm. us just to get to you arriving at my house yes mm -hmm. right like every piece of this was really important mm -hmm. um because and it's it's um you know the uh the cake looks so simple when it baked right, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like there's a lot of moving parts and machines and things that have to be in order to make that happen. Yes, definitely. A hundred percent. And when I got on the actual flight, I was so excited. Like there was a moment where it just shifted to like, this is happening. And I'm like, so fucking thrilled. And we're going to have epic sex. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. voila cake <laughs> yes. and also because this recently came up and I gave some um personal experience to someone so I'm like oh yeah like people who have longest roots relationships really appreciate us talking about like all of these pieces too um when I arrived in Portland and you picked me up we didn't like go right to like having sex and if you're like a strong mm -hmm. sexual and both of you want to just like fuck in the parking lot awesome more power to you that is awesome <laughs> celebrating you and for me it was slightly nerve-wracking like seeing you in person again and being like what are we gonna do so you suggesting like let's go to breakfast and like talk and be humans and go yeah. for a walk and like all of those experiences because there was a fair amount of energetic tease and lead up those two <laughs> of not being able to touch each other and not totally. being able to have like sex and anything. So like, I want to like ground that for anyone who is at all long distance with their partner, let alone like international long distance and things that feel even more like, uh, so big. Um, let yourself have that space to like ground back in and there's no right way or quote wrong way 
for mm-hmm. you to like reestablish in-person connections with people and letting yourself have that safety and have that time. I know that like for me, having my energetic be grounded <laughs> allows everything else to like actually flow smoothly and feel really good. And what's coming up is like the time that I came back. So this was like end of October, November, the first experience. So then we were like, we were a couple by January. So when I came to see you at the beginning of January in 2020, I was like ridiculously excited. We had gone, I think three weeks not seeing each other in person and mm-hmm. it was basically torture and it was terrible and I was just like so excited to like see you in person again and I had like a 12-ish hour flight from the east coast of Canada over to the U.S. and it was winter in January and there was delays because of weather at every point and like I was like just making my spots like I was just like running to the end of the fucking <laughs> other side of the mm-hmm. airport to get my connections and I was super good and I'm loving how amazing I am at manifesting things. And I'm able to be like, I get to figure this out. I get to have joy here. Things don't get to steal my joy. So I was in a really good mental space around it, especially compared to how most people are (laughs) traveling for long periods of time. And also it was super taxing for my human because the last bit was like me waiting, being like everyone else getting onto this Portland flight is going through. And because I... (laughs) Canadian and my like checked luggage isn't like getting approved quick enough I might miss this thing and like not be able to see you for another 12 plus hours of delays and rerouting and all this stuff and like I was like basically at like my end of bandwidth so by the time I like got on the plane and got to see you in person like I was exhausted it was a lot for my nervous system to manage that day so we tried to like have sex right off, like go to your house and have sex. And I just needed to cry. And I love that you like gave me the space. Like we stopped having sex to cry, which I want to give anyone permission to, because that literally makes the sex better. It makes all the intimacy and the depth and the passion and the connection so much better. But I literally needed for like you to just like hold me <laughs> and cuddle me while I cried about how crazy that experience was of traveling like to this day I haven't had something that much like I was so excited to be there I was so like everything I wanted to go so perfect and I had no control and it was just like so much for my nervous system so that by the time I got there in person I didn't need to like have a dinner date with you or go for a walk I needed to like cry because that was an intense travel day (laughs) totally totally And then we had amazing, awesome sex, but (laughs) I want anyone who like is listening to this in a long distance relationship to give themselves permission to like ground and take expectation off the table. Like one of the biggest gifts of me not being able to orgasm for so many years of my life and then taking orgasm off the table is the gift of like, yeah, when you take expectations and attachments and what you think should or needs to happen, like quote needs to happen off the table magic happens like something mm-hmm. even better than your human mind thought was possible will happen mm-hmm. there so like giving you yeah. total permission to just like not have oh this is how people do it in movies this is how my friend did it this is how it should happen or this is what we did last time so this time should be the same like 
to take all of those factors off the table and be present. And I know that we've talked so much about presence, but being present to where you're at and where your partner's at is the magic. I mean, it's, it's, it's like one of those things is like, like the reason we say it so often is because really there's not much else to say. Right? <laughs> like, like it's like the, 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 one of the most important things I've ever learned as a lover, it was, and it took me like, you know, if I began my spiritual sexual practice at 13, which I really did. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, and I really started to lean into it in my twenties, it still took me till I was 28 to truly let go of whether or not my partner had an orgasm. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Be, and, and, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't understand, uh, exactly where people are coming from in other walks of life. But for me as a lover, what, what brought me into the world of sexuality was going down on the first sexual experience I had with a woman, Mm -hmm. um, girl really at the time, um, was going down on her and her having a super powerful orgasm. And it was like drugs for me. I was like, (laughs) I'm completely hooked. I definitely want more of that. That was friggin' awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's little 17 year old David, you know, walking around like he's the hottest thing that's ever happened. And, um, (laughs) and, um, so for me, I identified so much of my identity that, oh, my partners come, right. And it's such a big Mm -hmm. deal for for men. Yeah. Partners Partners have orgasms. And, um, you know, even, uh, recently I've had, you know, like there's still time, I still really like it, right? You know, right? but it's also mm-hmm. one of the most important things that I've learned to be truly not attached mm-hmm. to if my partner's orgasm, yeah. right? Uh, because when you're really, truly not attached, that's when infinite orgasmic potential opens, yes. right? Because, because, and you can have moments where you have sex and instead of orgasms and super intimate erotic experiences tears come out yeah. right and disappointment and frustration comes out or you know which i don't think happened at that time but like you know like things come up that are human yeah and when we come from that place you reinforce the most important thing to building intimacy which is safety yeah right and trust creating a space of safety and trust for that soft, vulnerable creature to come forward is how you arrive at all forms of pleasure that are worth having. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. 100%. And then for people who are on this like erotic blueprint, super expansive journey, the more you can share with your partner what's actually going on for you, the more depth you'll be able to go together in your expansion. Cause you know, like, Okay. And that's what we, we can tease that for future episodes. Like right. those first couple <laughs> days, those first couple weeks, like I didn't have a roadmap for what I was experiencing and like level of deep trust, deep surrender, deep letting go of control, like deep heart opening, soul expansive, eight hour <laughs> plus in a row, like actual sexual experiences. Like I shared with you, I'm like, I feel like I'm going super deep in this like divine feminine going deeper, deeper, deeper journey. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I am in the pitch black ocean where I'm like, I maybe know one or two other women in the world have gone this deep. 
And I don't have a map for it. And we're just basically here and we're exploring it. And I get that I'm as a soul here to like be a way sure of this stuff. And it's fucking frightening and it's scary. And it's something new that I've never experienced before. And you being present to that and safe in that and me having the space to like have my human emotions when those pieces Mm -hmm. came up allowed us to keep going there, allowed it to keep being safe for us to go deeper and have amazing heights. And that's what I share with people when they're like wanting something where they're like, you know how to have all these different types of orgasms and all these different blueprints, non-touch touch all over your body, all these different things. And Mm -hmm. we didn't like sit down and for the day or for the time period that we were together and be like, we're going to have these types of orgasms before they would occur. They would naturally flow because of the container that we created, which is why we're taking so much time. And if you have like a part of your human, that's like, get to the good stuff, like share all the things like this is the good stuff. Like this is the container that's necessary for the levels Mm -hmm. of orgasmic bliss and deep capacity that you can have for love of the partner and for yeah. all these amazing sexual experiences. And, and exactly. And it, it's, um, it, you know, it's, it's easy to like for anyone listening to attribute it to like, Oh, this is these two amazing wizard people that are, aren't <laughs> real humans. Right. Like, and I can affirm both in my own life with other partners mm-hmm. and in uh, clients and friends lives that I talk yes. to the all the versions of this that I have seen where people can have what sounds like unreal experiences mm-hmm. all revolve around doing this level of work yeah. right what create like if, if you go into a sexual experience plan to have a certain kind of experience now you can plan to do certain activities that's fine mm-hmm. but planning to have a certain kind of experience limits you that it, it limits you to playing in the shallow end of the pool mm-hmm. right but when you go in with we're creating a space of safety and intimacy and we're you know bringing in these qualities and yes maybe we're going to play with certain kinds of activities mm-hmm. but you always have to go into it with the the sense of i'm going to discover what happens yeah i'm going to discover what i'm what's going to occur here mm-hmm. by going into that place you unlock a much deeper and much higher potential for pleasure, for mm-hmm. intimacy, and for co-creation. Yes. And then you can be like, oh, wow, <laughs> I have surprising new squirting orgasms from this thing and this touch and this experience. Right. Like, I, like exactly. I that exactly. 95% of them were just like, oh, wow, this just happened. Not a, let's have the intention. I totally had the intention exactly. of like, I desire an energetic orgasm. And I went for it and I followed my intuition to get it. And also the majority of the ones that I've had since in the different types and forms of orgasms where I'm like, oh, wow, that just happened. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, you know, so it's easy for us. It's just like, oh yeah, we've had, you know, hundreds of squirting orgasms in a very short period of time. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And we never intended that. Mm -hmm. We never said, oh, we're going to make this happen now. Right. No, it's like, no, it, sometimes intuitively, like, I'm going to make this happen now. But it was like, <laughs> you know, like, that. that's different. <laughs> you know, like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different between, like, in the moment and my body's open and receptive to it. And this is where the energy is flowing, which we've talked about in previous episodes. And following exactly. the flow exactly. of energy. Mm-hmm. 
Amazing. Well, I think we've opened up some loops for future episodes, but yeah, for those yeah. people who are desiring to connect more with your world, how can they connect with you? Um, so uh, I have my website and I have uh, a Heal Me page. Mm-hmm. And by the time this, this uh, podcast goes up, I think they'll all be in functioning order. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I'd love to anybody who wants to work with me to either uh, Im- improve their own spiritual mindset around intimacy or just in life. Um, or if they are with a partner, they want to work on transforming their intimate experience together. Um, I'm doing coaching and I also do uh, energy healing for folks who are needing that, that level. Yeah. Um, I don't have any other web pages at the moment, but I'm, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, we'll see as you continue to grow and expand in all of your pieces. And if you're feeling called to working with me, I'll definitely have that link in the show notes as well to book a pleasure and prosperity strategy session. And you can also check out the previous episodes that we were talking about, the ones with David to get even more amazing content around all of this sexual expansion and this journey that we've had together. I'm sure we'll continue to do more in the future because this was so amazing. And if you're feeling called to sharing it with a friend, we definitely encourage you to do so, to share it with those that you love, that you're getting an intuitive insight, that they would also benefit from this type of experience. If you're in a partnership, definitely have consent before you just like (laughs) share a random thing. You're like, hey, I want you to do this thing. Like definitely be mindful of the energy you share in if you are in a partnership. Right. You're right. You know, it's like, don't, don't, don't try and, you know, pressure people into it. That doesn't work very well. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's like, I'm really excited about this thing that I just listened to. Would you like the link for it instead of like hey, I'm going to give you homework because you're not good enough as a partner right now and I want you to listen to this. Unless it's consensual and they want homework from you. That's different. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, we'll leave it there and sending you all so, so, so much love on your journey and your expansiveness. Sending you lots of love.